Hey everybody, welcome to episode 91 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting for nearly 30 years. This week, I want to talk about is the BDI dead? Or are the rumors just not true? So let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoy the episode this week. If you want to support the show, there are many options available from the links in the episode notes below. And if you want to interact with me and the show, that information's in there too. But most importantly, if you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode. I hope you got out and were super lucky this week. Quick reminder, everybody, please try out the Discord server. It's, uh, yeah, we're getting one or two more people every week, which is great. It'd be great to get a, a fuller conversation on there, which is excellent. But some great picks up there already and some great finds showing up. So get on there if you can. The link is in the show notes. Yeah, so on to this week's topic. Is this the end of the VDI or are we getting to a stage of diminishing returns with the VDI? Is this the end of VDI or as we used to call it, target ID? I suppose the reason I'm talking about this this week is there's a fairly lengthy discussion on one of the forums about whether it is the end of the VDI. I think that's ultimately what they were talking about. The discussion started from initial conversation around whether increasing the resolution steps on the VDI would help in better identifying a find. But yeah, ultimately, it's coming down to is this the end of the VDI or target ID, TID? I think what's kicked off this discussion has been the introduction of multi-IQ or multi-frequency machines, such as the Equinox, the Deus 2, and now the Legend. I, I, I can talk from experience with the Knox, and just like everybody else, I can make some assumptions around the Deus 2 and the Legend. There's very, very little content online about both of those machines. And I suppose I have expressed frustration with the Knox in the past around this reasoning to dig everything on the Knox and how that negates the need for target ID or the VDI if you're just going to dig all the numbers irrespective of what sounds are in behind them. So yeah, very much um, something I have touched on in the past. So let's talk about the first discussion point or the first issue that people were, were discussing, which was around resolution and whether increasing the number of resolution steps in the VDI. And what I mean here is if you look at uh, the Equinox, for example, it goes from minus nine to zero and then from zero up to 50, which will be 60 resolution points. And if you imagine, OK, if you increased each of those resolution points by two, so you went from a minus 18 to zero and then all the way up to 100. Something, I mean, quite similar to what the simplex is, but now the simplex is not a multi IQ machine. This is where we find ourselves. I mean, what's my feeling on this? I have two thoughts on it. Increasing the resolution steps would increase the amount of numbers that would be displayed on the screen. A 32 may become a 64, a 20 may become a 40, if you know what I mean. That would come under the same thoughts I would have about 50 tones. Uh, I know I've mentioned this a few times, and it has come up on the Discord server, around 50 tones. And I just feel most people aren't musically inclined to be able to identify binds or identify or distinguish between two different targets based on tone 49 and tone 50. To me, you know, we're all old guys and, and, and all those sounds will pretty much sound the same. So I feel it would be the same with increasing the resolution steps on the VDI. That would be my first point. My second point would be if you imagine your resolution as pixels on your screen. And if you think 
right, I have 50 points on my screen and a target is coming in on one of those points. We'll just say 25 right in the middle, 25 and it's hitting one point. And, you know, if that signal is iffy, I might hit 24 and I might hit 26. Now, you've increased the resolution and you go to 100 points. So in the middle, it's 50. But rather than hitting 50 in the middle, and if it's an iffy signal, you would be going from 48 to 52. So your range of identification, I suppose, has also doubled. So that brings more uncertainty of where it sits um, in that range. Now you can kind of go, well, use a bell curve methodology and assume that, that it's in the middle. But we all know, all experienced metal detectors and inexperienced ones will know that there's no such thing as a perfect signal. Um, and in general, most targets come in a little iffy, I suppose. You know, you might get a 3940 and as you remove the top layer of soil and get closer to it, it becomes more solid, 3939, if you know what I mean. So back to my point is that increasing the resolution, it's not like a photograph. You're not, you don't want to see so much detail. You don't want to be able to distinguish between uh, a 38, 39 and a 100 point scale. It is not a race to 4K VDI, if you know what I mean. Um, we just have a big splodge in the middle of the screen, if that was the case. So that's my first point, right? The resolution can potentially give us too much information. And across, a target would come in across a greater range on that. At the end of the day, we're going for a dig, no dig conversation, right? Now, if you look at a multi-IQ machine, so a multi-frequency machine, and the Equinox really in particular, because I can only really draw an experience from that, those machines are responding based on however many frequencies they're pumping into the ground. And that's essentially why you get an iffy signal or why you have the feeling that you need to dig everything is because it may come up good on one on one frequency, but iffy on another and the, and the processing power of the Equinox adjusts and tries to present to you a, a digital representation of an analog signal, right? So don't forget, we are pumping analog signals into the ground and receiving analog signals. And your metal detector is processing through fast Fourier transforms, giving you a digital output based on an analog input. So it's never going to be 100% accurate. And that's where you have a diminishing return on how much effort you put into increasing the accuracy of a VDI. That's kind of my general opinion on the resolution piece, right? Now, with the knocks and the feeling around digging everything, I suppose to address that point, I would take it back a step and say an experienced detectorist will not just focus on VDI. So when you see people online and they're going, oh, that's a solid 35, solid 35. Yeah, man, dig all your 35s. That's rubbish. I can categorically say from experience that is rubbish. You need to listen to the tone. And it's more important now on a multi-IQ or multi-frequency machine. The tone sets the tone, <laughs> if you know what I mean. This whole question, I suppose, is about repeatability and, and consistency. And if you think about it, an audible tone, although it may be produced digitally, I'm not sure actually is it produced digitally on a, I must check that out. But anyways, an audible tone in the main is essentially an analog signal. And if you think about it, we're pumping analog signals into the ground. We're receiving an analog signal. The detector is doing some processing and then presenting it as analog, an analog signal. So it doesn't have to make any leaps in faith or any leaps of probability to, to come to terms with a VDI. It can just present it as it comes back. And in my opinion, for a multi-IQ or multi-frequency machine, most importantly, you need to listen to the tones. Now, if you ask me that question, on the CTX, I have the CTX, which operates on, on FBS2. That's the Mine Lab branding of full brand Spectrum 2, which is essentially the CTX operates on 28 frequencies. It pumps two into the ground. I'm not sure on what increment, but it does start 1 to 48 kilohertz. And I can say, okay, the marketing does say, 
oh yeah, we're, we're, we're processing 28 frequencies at the one time. In reality, they're processing 28 frequencies in serial processing while the multi-IQ or the multi-frequency machines are processing 28 frequencies, for example, in parallel. And that's where the CTX struggles in comparison to the NOx is just purely on response and recovery. Now, back to my original, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit here this week, but back onto my original thought on the CTX. CTX, I did a whole episode about digging 12s on the CTX. The CTX, essentially one frequency going into the ground, one frequency coming back. And the VDI is way more accurate on the CTX, I feel, because of that. Um, the multi-frequency machines are more susceptible to mineralization, EMI, whereas the single frequency machine isn't necessary. And that's why at times I would use the CTX when I'm trying to look for specific targets. And maybe the multi-frequency machine is essentially that, a broader a broader net to cast to capture all types of targets. So what's my opinion on the VDI you know, like I said, it does come down to repeatability and consistency and the stability of your VDI. Do I believe in the accuracy of the VDI and the CTX versus the NOx? I would say yes, it's better. I just said that it is better. It does have a better probability of success with it. But also remember the VDI on the CTX present a heat map of what's in the ground and you can get a really good idea of iron through the ferrous and conductivity scale. Um it's a different beast altogether on the CTX, a different scale of um, resolution, I suppose, is what you would say. But anyways, back to my own opinion. I, I suppose my own opinion first is everybody's an expert on this, including myself. And I think everybody is is suffering from choice supportive bias. You know, I've mentioned this before, but choice supportive bias is when somebody purchases a metal detector or pays big bucks for a metal detector or have used a white's metal detector for years and years and years and believes that nothing else is as good as the metal detector they bought. We all suffer from this. I suppose me with the CTX uh, and the Nox and people with the Simplex. You see it very much so with people with the Simplex and the Nox recently. So back to my opinion on it. Um, yeah, like I said, everyone's an expert, including me. So don't listen to me. But there's a lot of factors at play here on whether the VDI is accurate. You've got target orientation. You've got how much EMI is in the in the area how deep it is how deep is your love and the key to a good vdi is about striking a, an appropriate balance between them but like that it's all random everything everything that's coming into your detector is random and for you to expect the vdi to be accurate is 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 farcical you need to expect that it's an indication it's a kpi it's not a metric and that's what you should take it as is multi-frequency the end of vdi not at all um, but what it does highlight is the fact that most advancements in metal detecting now will be at processing or software level. And and I assume that the, each of the manufacturing houses will adopt a DevOps approach, which is repeatedly improving on what has come previously, uh, taking feedback from customers and um, incrementally improving every time. So the key is software. And really, if the software is good, the VDI will be good. Is it concerning that a lot of people are relying so heavily on the vdi no that's that's what beginners i mean that's the beginner's first step you're looking at the numbers you're going oh the numbers 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 but really to be an expert detectorist the vdi is actually down the list of priorities so for me on the Knox, an order of priority it would be audio tone first then audio quality then the vdi and then the depth gauge you know i will put all those pieces together and come up with the the dig no dig question in my head and say, do I do it? Do I dig it or not? 
Uh, for the CTX, I suppose the order would be different. But for me, it's definitely the VDI and the CTX. I find that that's, um, there's a lot of good information coming there. And then audio tone and quality and depth after that. So I suppose it does depend on what detector you have. When I take into account everything I've just mentioned, my opinion is the gains we've made with the Knox is more around recovery and response. And the cost of that was a more erratic VDI. While the VDI on the CTX, for example, is more stable. However, I would say the response and recovery on the CTX is not up to scratch or up to the same level as the Knox. So, like I said, the multi-frequency machines and the effect it's had on the VDI is about striking a balance. It's an understanding that for you, just to focus on the VDI signals is, is a good first step. However, it's not the full picture. The best step is to listen to the audio tones, especially in a multi-frequency machine. And remember, if you ever see anybody doing air testing on any machine, really, and saying, oh, silver comes in at 40 or 80 or whatever, you need to remember that's air testing. That's it in its most perfect test scenario. When in reality, it could be sitting in soil for two, three hundred years, subject to target masking, halo effect orientation and you need to know your detector and know what it's good at what it's bad at and how that all comes together and what information it's giving you for you to dig or not dig bit of a rambling episode this week i just thought it was a good topic to, to weigh into um, i'm not sure if i was very clear on it but it is what it is that's it for this week i suppose That's it for this week. I hope you liked this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Check out our website, www.themetaldetectingshow.com for this episode's show notes. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive or just want to buy me a coffee. If you want to buy me a coffee, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash metaldetecting. Also, if you'd like to leave me a voicemail, please do on speakpipe.com forward slash show. The link is in the show notes. If you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level, feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directly of your choice. If you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down and happy hunting.